Hello, everyone. This is No Earthly Explanation. I am Brittany Barbieri with my amazing co-host, Mr. Donald Schmidt. Don, are you here? Well, of course I'm here. I wouldn't <laughs> be here without you. So we uh, are presenting the premiere, the introduction of a new pod cast but it's going to be unlike everything else you've heard before which are just typically interview shows presenting one side of any one particular issue we're going to come at this from every angle every direction on topics that you didn't even realize we were potentially interested in and we're going to make it exciting we're going to take you for a ride. We're going to not just educate and inform you, but we're going to strap you in and you're going to come along with us. We're going to go to remote locations. We're going to do live shows from some of these very historic areas that are, are noted, are historically renowned for presenting us with some of the biggest mysteries of all time. And hence the very title, the very name of our show, No Earthly Explanation. Yep. Hands down. Now, Don, I mean, I, I think in, in a nutshell, most of the listeners will be like, oh my gosh, like I just strapped into a plane and this is amazing because I think that it's time to break the mold of the idea of what people think is a podcast. And I'm hoping that we will conquer that and hopefully also be the platform where people can feel comfortable to come and ask their questions and know that they're going to get an honest and, and truth answer that's raw and uncut. You know what I mean? And if we need seek out, you know, professional answers from other sources we will be humble enough to admit that, well, I don't have that answer, but I'll be happy to, to get that for you. We are well-established, well-connected in that um, we can, uh, you know, search out most any answer to whatever the audience uh, would, uh, would question us about. And so we look forward to that as well, that this will serve as a ongoing, as far as a, uh, area of communication between us and the listeners, that it isn't gonna be just us sitting here for an hour program, that we hope that we will generate this ongoing feedback throughout even each episode and through the course of the series. Exactly, and, and also like, you know, our, our title alone, No Earthly Explanations. I mean, that, that kind of goes out on every, on every paranormal platform that you can imagine. Obviously, you and I are both ufologists, um, but some of the topics that I think are important and topics that we will be discussing are, of course, ufology, UFOs, things like that that are current and relevant that I know a lot of the listeners are really interested in. But there are a lot of topics that we, I don't think a lot of people would even, I think they might be shocked that we actually really like digging into um, like, you know, cryptozoology and paranormal and ghosts and time travel and time bending and, and quantum physics. And I mean, there's a bunch of different things out there that, you know, brings us all to an area in the paranormal that people forget, you know, it's, it's a giant sphere of all these different areas of interest. And I think if people start sending out questions in regards to certain topics, and like you said, Don, if we 
we're honest to the core that if we don't have the direct answer, we might be able to bring on somebody onto the show that might have the direct answer for that question. And then our, you know, we want our viewers to feel like they're a part of this ride with us and our listeners. So having that in mind, it's going to be a positive thing for, for the listeners. And I know you'll agree with me because they'll actually feel like they're heard. And I, I know that I, I love when I get an email or a question um, that challenges me, but then when I'm able to answer it for them or help them, you know, lead them to where they can get the right answer. And then they are just so excited about getting some kind of feedback because they are just as into it as we are. They're just learning about it now and they want to know more and more. And so it's just this amazing, um, like handoff of like a torch. I mean, kind of like how, when I came to you, I mean, my gosh, Don, that was how many years ago now? Like you're my mentor, but like <laughs> it was so many years back. It's, it seems like 20. But uh, it's only been a, a, a few years. But, but, but as you described, Britt, the very idea that even UFOs, as much as we would like to focus and limit its uh, possibilities, as you'll learn more and more as you really get into it, that it's all-encompassing, that it entertains every possible theory as to what the source, what the origins are. And throughout the decades, the modern age of ufology, the fact that it has elicited commentary and suggestion from those within psychic phenomena and those who you know, actually explored the possibility of time travel and parallel universes and interdimensional travel and just nuts and bolts, hardcore traveling, physical traversing of uh, from planet to planet, that type mm -hmm. of thing. And mm -hmm. as a result, this is going to be also a learning experience for the two hosts because no one has the answers on all of this. That's one of the reasons that whenever we're described as experts on a subject, how do you become an expert on a mystery until it's solved? Right. Until exactly. you come up with a final resolution. So exactly. we look forward to the fact that we may gain, we may uh, educate ourselves more than the audience from, from week to week. So yep. we're very excited about the possibilities of this new show. Yeah, and it's endless. I mean, think about Roswell. That's still a mystery. And it's the wonderful and glorious 75th year anniversary. Yes, yes. And, and, and Roswell, as it has become a household word, not only here in America, but, but throughout the world. I've had just the wonderful experience of lecturing, you know, from Australia, through Japan, through China, throughout all of Europe, even in Russia and South America. Mm -hmm. And it has become synonymous, not with any conventional explanation, but uh, just let your imagination go wild once again. And, and certainly with the notion of it being covered up, here it is, 75 years, and it is still covered up. The very mm -hmm. idea that the United States government has provided us with four official explanations for one event. I always joke when I lecture that, uh, that husbands should try that with their wives coming home too late some evening. You know, well, honey, if you don't like this one, let's try this explanation. Right. <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> We're you know, going to see right through it. But sadly, it does work for the government. 
Yeah, and it finally comes down to like the, the late comedian George Carlin, when he used to always point out, I don't believe anything coming from the government. And I would point out that go the opposite way, you'll be much closer to the truth because the government has a long history of deception. They do what's best for themselves. And it seldom has anything to do with the general public. And we will happily, Britain, I will happily invite any representative from the United States government slash military to come on and defend their position. In fact, with Roswell, on any one of the four explanations, mm -hmm. and that challenge, we, 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 we put that gauntlet down tonight. The idea that anyone who would like to use our program as a forum to present their side of any issue, you are more than welcome on any one of our programs. Absolutely. Our door's open. I, you know, but the problem is, though, is I don't know if that, you know, <laughs> Roswell is such a, an interesting topic because it's, it's been the mystery for so long and it's been covered, like covered up. And I say that with like, you know, big, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's to the point to where they've had, they, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Don, but it's like, they've had to backtrack a few times and come up with like the next excuse of what it could be. But the problem is, is that like, and you've experienced of the things that you've taught me are the deathbed confessions where they finally have come. Like, they're like, I can't, I can't die with this on my conscience. And how do you combat that many confessions? And then you still have all this information now that's like slowly starting to leak out about Roswell. And yet they're still like, nope. And they're still trying to like, sweep it under the rug, but it is still the smoking gun. It is still a big focus. And right now it's the huge focus of this year because of the 75th anniversary and you and I, Don, we have a lot going on and you especially have a lot going on. And so it's, there's, there's well, so much cover up with Roswell. And then it just seems like it just continued to go through history. It was like, oh, well, they believed us on this one. So, hey guys, let's, um, this one, we need to clean up with another excuse. Oh, they bought it. And it just keeps going through history up until today. And I'm pleased that you brought up the deathbed confessions, which often have been not only very sobering, but very touching, very heartwarming. Mm -hmm. Because in my case, it's like I'm losing my uncles over and over again. I go down the Roswell. I'm approaching 200 times that I've been down there since the conception of our own independent investigation about this. And where I first worked with uh, Dr. Kevin D. Randall. And then over the last 20 years, I've been with Thomas J. Carey. Mm -hmm. And each time I go back, it's a little more lonely because all those people, all those individuals who I would sit with and, and spend time with in their homes, we would go out to dinner. They would treat me like family because I wasn't laughing at them. I was taking what they described to me seriously. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I, I, I personally need to emphasize in this introductory program is that, ladies and gentlemen, I was a total skeptic. I thought we would make a single weekend jaunt down to uh, New Mexico and wrap this up and prove that this was something prosaic, something conventional in short order. Mm -hmm. And 
could not get back to New Mexico fast enough because we realized we had a tiger by the tail that if indeed, as the eyewitnesses were describing, that this happened as they portrayed it, that we were on the biggest story of the millennium. That indeed a crash of a craft of unknown origin took place and the wreckage and the remains, the crew were recovered, including a survivor that, my God, how could we turn and pretend it was just another UFO story? It was just another lights in the sky type of event. Now you see it, now you don't. The Cheshire cat, you see just the, the, the smile after it, it, it disappears, that type of thing. But mm-hmm. Roswell is, uh, you know, the granddaddy of them all. And I'm so pleased that I'm still on the case with my partner, Tom Carey, and we have our beautiful, our wonderful museum down in Roswell, New Mexico. We're approaching our 5 millionth visitor since we opened, since we, we started now 27 years ago. And we will be also doing shows from the, the museum. We will mm-hmm. be doing, presenting as far as updates, as far as uh, activities and uh, presentations and uh, pro, uh, programs and plans for the 75th anniversary. So we feel that in many respects, being the 75th anniversary, that we couldn't be starting our show at a better time. Oh, I agree. I agree. And I mean, on top of that, as people talk about Roswell, I mean, obviously, um, as maybe some people don't know, but you obviously were just in the Discovery Channel's, you know, Roswell, the final verdict that we're using new AI technology in regards to a lot of the confessions and the conversations that took place. And the AI proved like 98% of the those tellings of the stories were accurate and true and completely truthful. Um, you know, it moves forward into today where it's like we have this new generation that's kind of really taken paranormal by the horns, right? And so anytime that something is leaked, I mean, I think so many people were so pumped up because they know the history of Roswell and they know about the cover-up that when all of a sudden the government was like, oh, we're going to release, you know, all this information in regards to what we know, which we all know that was like a whatever. Um, I think everybody got totally excited about it. And then when it came out, it was like, what? Like, what is this? Why did you even put this out there? But it like spun this whole interesting, like all these theories came out and all this stuff came out. And then of course you have U.S. military uh, Navy, excuse me, U.S. Navy coming out, talking about what they've seen and how it's like haunted them because they were told to not talk about it, you know, and then they're talking about it because the videos, you know, allegedly leaked. And so you have all these, you know, things coming into today that's now like kind of turning this whirlwind tornado effect happening to where more and more people not only want to just know about UFOs, but now they're interested in the paranormal. And how did all this come to be? And if they're covering this up, what else in the paranormal spectrum are they covering up? And so now in the like, you know, on Instagram and on TikTok and on Twitter and on Facebook, you've got conversations upon conversations of, in the, some of the, some of them actually are quite interesting that uh, some younger of the generations are talking about topics that, you know, are from the sixties and case files, from which is amazing to me, because that is something that I heavily want to push that these, these important cases that launched everything moving forward into what it is today, even some of Heineck's work that has come forward, it pleases me because there are multiple times when I've been in groups of people where I'll mention, you know, Jay Allen Heineck and they're like, huh, who's that? And it's like, oh 
what? <laughs> you don't know his name, like who that is, but it's only because that information hasn't really been out there, but now it seems like it is like, it's, it's all of this has um, really, I felt come to a head as soon as this whole big report that came out, everybody was all, you know, waiting for this giant report that they kind of just, I feel it was like, oh, we went through all this in 2020. And there was a lot of alien news and paranormal news and UFO news that hit during 2020, but everybody was so concerned with the pandemic that they, they didn't really know all that stuff that leaked out. And then when they caught up to it and then they knew the report was coming, it was like, wow, oh man. And then it was this giant epic fail, you know, in a sense when, when it, the report came out and then it, you know, and then of course it, it then spun this whole other thing too, where people were like, because they basically admitted that 143 cases are still open, <laughs> open for <laughs> debate on what they are. We only could name one. <laughs> so I guess that's an interesting thing. And, but it did spin into all this new, you know, uprising of, of younger generations wanting to know more about what's happening. And I think that that is absolutely fantastic because it really needs to reach the whole new generation that's coming up underneath us. So it continues to thrive. And see where the audience can take um, rather, you know, as far as solitude in the fact that even our elected officials know really no more than the average person on the street. When I consider those that of elected officials who have been involved in the past or even talked about this subject, which at one time was so taboo that it was a career breaker that if you were a professional and you wanted to lose your job in short order, just claim to have seen a light in the sky some night mm -hmm. or had an, an experience or an encounter that uh, left everyone scratching their heads. And the first knee jerk reaction was, what were you drinking? What were you smoking at the time? Yep. We've, all been, we've all been conditioned. We've all been programmed to uh, have that type of uh, response to such mm -hmm. description. But yet I could mention politics withstanding, former presidents uh, Clinton and Trump, the late Senator Barry Goldwater of Arizona, the late Congressman Stephen Schiff of New Mexico, the former governor of New Mexico, Bill Richardson. And they have all lamented at one time or another that they couldn't get the truth about Roswell. Mm -hmm. So we're company all the way to the Oval Office. The idea that even the president isn't informed and isn't briefed on this subject. So we're all students in many respects. Mm -hmm. But the advantage that we have is that as students on the subject, we have been studying this for, in my case, many years. And so there's a history behind my observation, mm -hmm. my point of view. And it isn't where I just read a book. It's where I've been in the field this many years. And right. I had the good fortune of having the foremost authority on the subject, the late Dr. J. Allen Hynek, who was the consultant to the Air Force's very Project Blue Book for right. almost 20 years. And he was my mentor, my teacher, my scientific director, and my dear friend. And I was one of his investigators. And I then became his director of special investigations. And I served on his board of directors for 10 years. So I come into this with not a jaundice eye. I, I, I come into this with not any preconceived theories. 
I come into this as a skeptic who made a full 180 degree uh, as far as acceptance that we were dealing with something that truly does not have any earthly explanation. The fact that here the United States government, after all these years, they still have no earthly explanation. Mm -hmm. So get ready because we're getting on a roller coaster ride that is going to be an adventure that we are still very much part of. We are welcoming our audience to get on, join us for the excitement, for the learning education of something that once again defies earthly explanation. Now, Britt, I'm going to throw it to you to uh, give us your background, how you became involved with this, and how we eventually, how we even met, at least uh, over the internet so far. <laughs> perfectly honest but uh that it sounds like a be- really that sounds like oh you met on like ufologists.com like <laughs> we met yeah. on the internet <laughs> <laughs> oh well there gosh. are stranger places to meet that's but, true uh, that's true I'm gonna, let you, I'm gonna let you take it from from there and then you can toss it back to me and then I'll give a little bit of my background as well. So go ahead, Britt. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Don, you obviously know I I was so involved um, growing up. I grew up in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado, and from a very young experience, always like saw things, and it it definitely drove my curiosity. Having experience in in the woods, um, you know, feeding the animals. Of course, I I still believe that we heard Bigfoot. You know, I know that that sounds like a funny topic, but. I do believe that my mom and I heard Bigfoot while we were feeding the animals on the ranch. And so, you know, it always spun my interest. And I came from a, a background of like Celtic and Irish folklore and Irish, you know, lineage and belief. And so all of that always stemmed in our family. And so the paranormal really always hung around. But I remember when I was younger, my mom telling the story about her and her brother were, you know, and I believe they were in Arizona at the time. And they were on the, you know, the porch kind of looking out and they actually, you know, they saw what we would, what we would consider a UFO and it stuck with her. And I remember her telling me this story. And so I remember I just always wanted that experience. And my dad and I would sit out, um, in chairs in the front yard sometimes and just look up or anytime that my father and I are still together, honestly, we still always look right up in the sky and I'm always like, what's that? You know, cause I, you know, it's, I'm always got my eyes up and, um, you know, I, I dabbled in all types of paranormal, but I really, you know, I close encounters is like one of my top five movies and Jay Allen Hynek's little cameo in there is just, you know, from a little kid knowing that was always like, oh my gosh, this, this man, you know, and he created all the stages of, you know, all the contact stages of what everything means in regards to that. And so I, I learned so much, um, from his teachings and his readings of his books at a very young age. And then I always just wanted to keep branching out and branching out and branching out. And, and I did grow up in the entertainment industry. You know, I was always on sets and, and then, you know, behind the scenes, everybody always knew Brittany's the paranormal person Go ask her the question. So I was always the person that everybody came to to ask questions offset when we were just chilling between scenes about, I think my house is haunted, or I think I saw a UFO. Like, what do you think? And so it always led me on this crazy path. And I was, you know, just something that I truly had a passion for. And then, um, I, I got into creating concepts for, you know, different platforms and different networks and things like that, creating, 
you know, different paranormal type concepts. And I was actually working on one when I needed a really strong ufologist. And, you know, it was one of those things that I reached out to you, Don, obviously. And I, to be honest with you, I really didn't even think that you would respond back. I know that sounds terrible, but I was like, this guy, he's probably super busy and he probably doesn't want to take the time to do this project with, you know, me and, and, you know, this production company I'm working with at the time. And I had this brilliant idea. I thought it was brilliant. And I was like, I just don't know if he's going to take the time. And sure enough, you responded back with such like eagerness and excitement that I was just so stunned. And then, you know, I think for you, it was the same thing for me. It was like, yeah, let's get the passion out. Let's get, you know, the real interest back out there. And when we did that, um, you know, it was just so cool because then we started talking, like it started, we started talking weekly and then daily. And then, you know, before long, I was asking you all these questions because I was so interested in becoming an actual ufologist. And then it was like, you kind of just started really educating me and pointing me on different books and different, you know, things that I really should read up on. Like, I don't just always read things on the internet because we all know the internet can be faked. And so I love going back to hard cover books like paper and actually reading through books. Cause most of the time those people have had the actual boots on the ground experience that you need. And you, you know, you guided me there, you took me there. And then, you know, to actually have you as my mentor all this time and the person I can lean on in ufology and ask questions and continue to guide me and lead me correctly has just been one. It's been an honor, Don. And you've known that since like day one, because I've told you many times that working with you is like, I'm getting the honor of, of working alongside Alan Hynek. And so for me, it's just, you know, it's just been, it's just been a whirlwind of emotion for me because that's something that is really incredible. And you sharing those stories with me and sharing your stories of you and Jay Alan Hynek together and, and being on the field together and through all your, all your um, explorations together and adventures together and hearing those stories, you know, you talk about the wonderment that you've mentioned multiple times and you've brought that back for me even more so like I've always been the big kid at heart and I always believe in having an imagination and stepping out of the box and when people tell you something is impossible I hate to be that person to laugh but I always laugh back and go well I think it's possible until proven impossible and you can only prove that it's impossible if you've taken the steps to prove that so right now anything we're talking about is possible <laughs> so you encourage that and you kind of repeated the same thing back to me. And it was just, it was very humbling and, and to be where we are today and to be able to do this with you, this amazing um, journey and, and podcast has, has just been an honor. And, you know, for, for everybody listening, Don is like the coolest guy ever. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a no, no BS guy. Like, I love that. Like, I will be honest, like for one of the first conversations I had with you, Don, you were like, listen, I will put my boot right in that door. And if I know that there's something behind it that I need to know, we are going to get in that door. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, oh my God, I love this man. Like that is what I'm talking about. Get in it done. Like I was so excited that I was like, I'm going to go get my butt kicking boots on and I'm going to follow Don to wherever we need to go. And if he says we're going in, by golly, I've got his back. We're going in guns blazing. Let's get this, let's get this done. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And then to, you know, be mentored by somebody so badass. I just didn't know what to do with myself. This is just so cool. Like he's just ready to take ufology by the horns. And I was just so thrilled that there was somebody else out there that literally had, had no fear of getting their boots dirty. And Don, man, I've, I've been into paranormal for so long, but to meet somebody that's, that's willing to get in there 
and, and get their boots on the ground as much as you has just been amazing. Absolutely amazing. Cause there's a lot of people that know so much, but they think they know so much, but it's because of the computer, like they've read and they've done anything, but I mean, real boots on the ground and you're, and you're the guy, you're the man for that. Well, I'm flattered and I'm humbled and thank you. It um, is something my father would often comment about uh, people's conversation about what should be done given a certain problem or situation. And he would always, but it doesn't get it done. Mm -hmm. And I find how often I will observe politicians, I will, will observe as far as teachers, even professionals in other fields. And well, we should do this, we should do that, but what are you doing about it? I mean, we can talk all we want about, well, somebody needs to do this. So, well, we're gonna do that. And we have been doing that. I, I've led five archeological digs to the Roswell crash uh, debris field mm -hmm. for a reason, because I, I require you know, physical proof. I require definitive proof. If I'm gonna state my reputation, I'm gonna, you know, stake my life as to what my position is regarding a, a, a certain topic. And in this case, it would be Roswell slash UFOs. I want to be in the race and I want to be at the finish line. Mm -hmm. and, and too many people, they're not just on the sidelines. They're sticking their legs out as we run by. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'll never, I'll never forget. And he was the former director of one of the international groups. And I asked him, why, why can't you give us a fair shake? Why can't you at least you know, present our side of the case? And he responded to me because, Don, if you guys solve Roswell, it puts us out of business. Which is crazy. I mean, come That's on. It to you, it's a business? Well, no, no. And, and, and it's, it's not a business to Brit. It's not a business to me. Mm -hmm. We're going to approach this and... It's like the old Japanese murder trial. And it talks about the Rashomon effect. That to every event, there are three sides to every story. There's your side, and then there's my side, and it is what really happened. <laughs> exactly. Now, what the audience will have a choice. Who is doing more to determine what really happened? And I would suggest that the skeptics, they sit at the keyboards and they would tell you what happened. Don't doubt me. Don't, you know, don't go anywhere else. I will tell you what happened. I'll tell you what to believe. I'll tell you what you should accept as being the, the final resolution, the final truth about a given situation. Well, Britt and I are going to find out what really happened. We're going to do all we can to determine what really happened and allow the truth to speak for itself. I yep. mean, for after, uh, after all, it's always been the sign of a good journalist when they step back from a story and they go, but what if that person was telling the truth? I've, I've just summarily dismissed them because I have my instructions i have my marching orders of my preconceived uh, position on exactly. a, a given event 
but what if the witnesses are telling the truth? Exactly. And that's what we're going to be asking every episode of this new podcast. What if the witnesses are telling us the truth as they know it? And they were there. They were involved. We're the observers, but we're also going to be the investigators. We're going to make every effort to determine what actually happened. Now, we only have a few minutes to go. Yep. So, uh, Britt, if you want to, as far as uh, give out the information, as far as uh, the uh, social media information and the email. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I just wanted to say too, Don, with that in mind, you know, about getting, you know, basically to the bottom of what really happened. I believe that we're going to be able to do that on any, on a lot of different topics, you know, not just even Roswell. I know that there's so many that you have in your, in your um, file that I have in my file and we've discussed so many of those. And I, I just know that when we actually sit down and, and do this together and we bring on who we need to, to allow them to finally voice their voice and be heard. I think that together, I really think that we can, we can really grab this, you know, head on and, and I think it'll, it will be left up to the listeners to really, I do want them scratching their head, but I want them to take a moment and just step away from what they've been told is normal or the truth or not the truth. And actually just listen to what these people are saying and what we're saying from these different cases and, and just take it like strip away everything you think, you know, or what you've been told or what anybody's ever told you and just truly listen to what's being said. Because as you said, Don, these witnesses were there. We were not, they were. So it's important we hear where they're coming from and then we get to the bottom of it. You know what I mean? I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. So for uh, those of you that have any um, interests of cases or, or any kind of interesting questions that you want to ask Don or myself, you can reach out to us by our email account directly at no earthly explanation at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media links like Instagram at no earthly explanation, as well as a Facebook page at no earthly explanation. And you can reach out again, like via email, and we will be launching our shows bi-weekly. And as we continue to go along the way, we will be updating with what guests will be having on, you know, within the coming weeks and so on and so forth. Um, But we really hope that everybody will continue to come back. And again, this was our first, our launch, right? Like to get everybody to listen in and have fun with us. And we're only getting started. You know, this was just a way to reach out and get everybody hyped up and excited. We hope that we did. I hope that you are excited and you want to come back because Don's a hoot. Wait till he gets going. Right, Don? (laughs) <laughs> oh, do I have <laughs> They may have to hunker in for a while, but me too, though. Let's get talking. It's a few hours. And uh, destination unknown. And when we get there, we all will be illuminated. That's right. So with that, we will bid you adieu. We enjoy putting on as far as this first introduction program, but we're gonna become not only serious, but we're gonna have fun. We're gonna combine the two, program after program. We're gonna have guests. We're gonna, as you see, even by our own discussion between ourselves, we are bringing a level of passion and enthusiasm 
that is beyond just putting on a podcast because we're actually excited about the very mysteries that we're about to unravel, uncover, and in some cases come a little closer to solving. So we enjoy being here this evening and we look forward to you joining us the next time. Yes, it's going to be fun. <laughs> I hope they're ready for it. So again, guys, be sure to look for us bi-weekly at all of our social links. Um, and again, if you have anything particular that you'd like us to look into or to discuss, please feel free to email us at noearthlyexplanations at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. And we really look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Don and I are out of here. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please be sure to rate and review this episode. This podcast is produced by Todd Fisher and distributed by Metacortex Publishing. This podcast is copyright. Any previously trademarked or copyright content is used by permission. Information and opinions stated in this podcast should not be construed as medical advice. Please be sure to visit the official website for the International Association of Metatomics at metatomics.org or find us on social media for other unique content.